As a cast form would present itself, welcome to Cast Formcast, your number one source for good vibes and curious thoughts on the world of Pokemon. It'll sh- be sure to keep you from frowning like a for alligator. <laughs> I'm your host, Nathan the Bug Steel Trainer Martin, and this is episode four of the Cast Formcast. Uh, now I'm going to preface this episode with two things. Uh, one, I'm going to say that this episode is uh, completely spoiler-free. Spoiler uh, it is actually currently the 11th, about four days away from uh, the release of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And uh, the other preface is that this episode is uh, scriptless. I'm uh, kind of just going to talk, because I feel like uh, ranting a little bit. Not really ranting, I just feel like rambling uh, about Pokemon. Uh so if you are on any kind of social media, uh, you'll probably have seen, or if you're like us, or me, I guess, uh, if you're like me, you're avoiding any and all leaks, doing whatever you can to uh, prevent yourself from seeing, uh, just because there's been about a bajillion leaks and rumors and uh, hearsay and whatever. Uh, but, I mean, we've... We're getting really close. They've been dropping a lot of different trailers and information. Uh, we got a video that was actually really, really cool, showing off some new things about uh, the uh, Pokemon training. As in, uh, so essentially, they added new items that allowed you to change your well, not change your Pokemon's nature, but change the effects of your Pokemon's nature. Now, if uh, you don't know what a nature is, essentially every Pokemon has a nature. It is something that you can see on their little page. Uh, And I'm actually just going to click because I have this open right here. Uh, And your Pokemon's nature will affect how its stats grow as it levels up. Now, uh, I'm just looking at my Pokemon Showdown team that I'm going to talk about. Uh, a little bit later, but for example, I have uh, this cast form here, and it has a timid nature. Now, a timid nature will have uh, these effects on your Pokemon stats as it grows. Its speed will grow uh, faster and grow more as it levels up, but its attack will uh, grow slower. It won't grow as much. So, uh, when you're trying to make a competitive Pokemon, uh, a lot of the time you want to have a nature that uh, syncs up well with what the Pokemon does. Like, uh, say you're looking at a Toxapex, and you know you want it to be uh, tankier. So, of course, you wouldn't want it to have a nature that gives it a bonus to attack. And keep in mind, all natures, uh, except for the ones that have no effect at all, have both a positive and a negative. It's always a plus to one stat and a minus to another. Uh, So, you know, say you have a Toxapex, it's a very tanky Pokemon. You don't want it to have a nature that has uh, maybe minus defense plus attack or something like that because that's not what you're looking for in the Pokemon. And now what uh, Pokemon is at, what has been added to the new games is uh, an item called Mints. And how it was shown in the video is uh, you can use a mint on a Pokemon, like there was a modest mint, 
and it would uh, you use it on your Pokemon, and it would change the effects of their nature to the uh, effects of the mint. So if it, if it was a modest mint, so whatever, say you had a timid nature, uh, like the plus speed minus attack my cast form has, but you wanted it to be modest, which, uh, let's see, gives it a plus special attack minus attack nature, you could use that modest mint. Now what this will do is it will change the effects of your nature but you keep the same nature. Now, essentially that point of the nature doesn't matter, it's just what the effect of the nature is. But that's just really, it's really, really nice for uh, making competitive teams, because what would uh, commonly be the case in all these other games is, well, I don't know why I say all of these other games, all the other games is, if you want a specific nature Pokemon, you either have to uh, be lucky and catch it with its nature, or uh, you have to uh, breed. Breeding uh, allows you to, you know, have many of the same Pokemon looking for one with the stats and nature and stuff you would want from it. Now, uh, the reason why sometimes that's a problem is, say you catch yourself a shiny Pokemon. You know, they're incredibly rare. Uh, so yeah, let's go back to Toxapex. Let's say I just caught myself a really cool, shiny Toxapex. But then I go and I'm like, okay, awesome, I can't wait to use this as a competitive Pokemon. Uh, but then you look at it, and instead of having a nice, like, calm nature, it has, like, a bashful nature, which has no effect on its stats. So you could use it, but you won't be getting the same benefit as you would if you had, say, a calm nature that gives it that uh, bonus to special defense that makes it... Uh, take uh, less damage. So the mints are really, really cool. And then another thing they showed was uh, the items that you would typically use if you want to increase your um, EVs, which are essentially just your uh, uh, stats. They're the ones that you can see. There are separate ones called IVs. I'm not going to get into those because I'm not even uh, completely sure how they work. Uh, I've heard essentially you get them mainly through breeding. Uh, but EVs are essentially just bonuses to your stats, or the ones you get when you level up your Pokemon. Uh, with in, Essentially in the old games, there were items such as calcium, iron, protein, uh, stuff like that that you give your Pokemon, and it would increase one of those stats. But you would only be able to do it ten times. But in the new trailer... They actually show they gave a Gengar, I believe, 26 uh, of a uh, boosting item. Which was, I mean, that's really good for, uh, again, making competitive Pokemon. Because, say, again, you have your shiny Pokemon and you want it to have uh, good stats for when you're playing uh, online against other people or even against friends. Uh, but... Oh no, like it doesn't have very good stats. I guess I'm going to have to like ditch this cool shiny and uh, just breed for another Pokemon with good stats. Uh, but now you don't have to. You can just use uh, more of the uh, items that affect stats to make yourself a more competitive Pokemon. Another thing they showed that uh, is a little bit less important for... I don't even know if it really counts as less important. Essentially, it's uh, kind of like an alternative to Rare Candies. Now, in the games Rare Candies, 
Uh, if you've played, you'll know you give a Pokemon a rare candy, and it goes up a level. Now, in uh, the trailer that they showed with the other two uh, items that I've said, uh, they showed off an experience candy. And what it did was there were different sizes of it, uh, kind of reminiscent of in Pokemon Let's Go, there were the different, there's like the smart candy, uh, and then smart candy large and extra large. It's kind of like that, except for it gives uh, experience so I saw that they had a uh, experience candy extra large, and they used it uh, on a Pokemon, and it gave it 30,000 experience, which is really good. It leveled up uh, a couple times. So that's pretty interesting just for the fact that, um, say, you do breed, because, of course, you know, breeding saves you from having to uh, save up to buy all of those stat-boosting items, because you can breed to get uh, good stats, but... Uh, you know, your Pokemon's going to be level 1 when it hatches from that egg. But the good thing is now you don't have to worry about... Uh, I mean, you can still do it, of course. Keep in mind, all of these are items. And yes, you'll, I'm sure you'll find some of them laying around in the game world. But uh, I'm sure the main method of getting these is going to be purchasing them. So uh, the cool thing is going to be you have this level 1 Pokemon, but oh, I have a few uh, experience candy extra L or extra L, <laughs> extra large, and you can just give these to your uh, lower level Pokemon, and they'll level up very quickly, rather than having to maybe farm Pokemon and uh, do things like that, or farm for uh, uh, lucky, not lucky candies, rare candies, I don't even know where I'm getting lucky candies from, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's something you won't have to worry about uh, with this, or, I mean, worry I mean, I don't even know. Uh, and other things they've shown, they showed quite a few new uh, special Gigantamax forms. One for Pikachu, which uh, makes it reminiscent... Wait, did I already talk about this? I uh, believe I did. One moment. Okay, no, I did not talk about the new uh, Gigantamax forms in the last episode. I just had to make sure because, uh, you know, knowing me, these things take a little bit to come out. <laughs> uh, but they showed off quite a few new Gigantamax forms. And uh, they were very cool. The first one, I mean, not first one, I'm just doing them in whatever order, uh, was Gigantamax Pikachu. And keep in mind, Gigantamaxing is different from Dynamaxing because it gives your Pokemon um, a different appearance. And also, they get access to their very own Gigantamax moves. Uh, now, the first one shown was Gigantamax Pikachu. And Gigantamax Pikachu uh, becomes very large, of course, but also uh, gets very chonky. He becomes a... Uh, I mean, essentially, it's been referred to as Fat Pikachu. And it is reminiscent of the old games where Pikachu wasn't as slim as he is in the newer ones, you know, it's uh, just how they've developed his uh, design throughout the years, but in the older games, he uh, looked a bit different. He had a, uh, like, white spot on his belly, which he doesn't have in the Di Di uh, Gigantamax form, but he does have his three brown stripes, which he didn't have before. And also, uh, this isn't from his old... Uh, depiction in the earlier games, but his tail becomes pure white, and it's really interesting. And actually, real quick, let me just double check. This isn't scripted, so I actually have to look up this stuff real quick. 
uh, Pikachu Gigantamax, because I want to tell you what its Gigantamax move does. And I'd prefer to do that from the official Pokemon website. Let's see. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Just because I don't want, or I want, I want to have all of my stuff all in one place. Even though I could have just written a script and done that like that. But you know what? We don't always have to write a script. Sometimes we can just talk. Sometimes you, you and me, we can just have a conversation. And I'm listening. Rant about your day too while I do this. I can listen to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pokemon Sword and Shield. I am so bad at looking for information all of a sudden. But that's fine. Uh, but... It gets a Gigantamax, uh, it gets a G-Max move, which is going to be its, uh, an electric move. And, nope, that's Galar Beginnings. They've talked about so much stuff recently. There we go, Gigantamax Pikachu. And Gigantamax Pikachu gets G-Max Volt Crash as a G-Max move and... Uh, it deals damage and also paralyzes opponents, uh, paralyzes all opponents. So I'm sure uh, that also includes double battles. And if you're fighting against a uh, Gigantamax Pikachu at one of those G-Max or what are, what are the, uh, Max Raid battles, uh, you'd have to be careful because it would, could potentially paralyze your entire party. And I assume this is a 100% paralysis chance. Uh, but of course, we won't know until the actual game comes out. Next, we have Gigantamax Charizard. Charizard always being a fan favorite. Uh, and it actually looks quite different from uh, the other forms. Charizard, of course, we've seen quite a few different forms. Uh, the standard and then its two mega evolutions. Uh, but this one actually looks really interesting. It looks uh, a little bit more... Uh, I would just describe it as uh, more similar to Godzilla, <laughs> but uh, it has its wings are replaced with flaming, like not even flaming wings, they're just wings made of fire, and it has a neat uh, diamond design on its belly and on both of its knees, and it's very cool. And then if we go to its G-Max move, it gets G-Max Wildfire. Uh, on the website, it says it doesn't just deal damage to an opponent when it hits. It will also continue to deal damage for four turns to any Pokemon that isn't a fire type. So uh, that's really cool. I assume that's uh, similar to Heran's Magma Storm, but uh, this is potentially much stronger. So that's really cool. And then we move on to Gigantamax Meowth, which I would say... Uh, a lot of people had a very strong uh, opinion about him. Uh, essentially, if you've uh, been online, uh, you've potentially seen the long long cat meme, which is essentially a person holding a cat, and it just looked uh, incredibly elongated. And that is definitely how I would describe this Meowth. It is very, very... He's very tall. Uh, and his eyes have gone completely, I'd, like, yellow. They, like, glow yellow. And its uh, coin has some symbol on it, which uh, if, I assume it's uh, Japanese, but I have no idea. I've actually tried looking it up, and I couldn't find any information about it. So if you know, uh, oh my goodness, uh, the website says its height. This Meowth is 108.3, or 108 feet and 3 inches and potentially taller. Oh my goodness. 
Uh, now, this one is actually a uh, Pokemon that you get for buying the game, not early, but within uh, the first few months, I believe. Uh, you can only have this, you can only get this Meowth, yeah, f uh, starting from November 15th to January 15th of 2020. So if you buy the game within that amount of time, you'll get this very long lad. Uh, and it's GMAX move, GMAX Gold Rush is... Uh, Competitively, not really interesting, but uh, for the main game, it's going to be really nice because uh, what it does is it deals damage to opponents, but it also uh, gives you a considerable amount of in-game currency after the battle, which is nice. I assume it's very similar to Meowth's signature move, Payday, except for I, I assume this is uh, going to be much more lucrative. You're going to be able to get a lot more uh, money this way, which will be really cool for farming, you know, those mints and those uh, experience candies and stuff like that. And something I forgot to mention about the Gigantamax Pikachu uh, is you only get this Gigantamax Pikachu if you have a save of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu on your Switch. And that will be a similar case of this Gigantamax Eevee where you will only get this Eevee if you have a uh, save of uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee on your Switch. And the Eevee doesn't change too much. It just gets much, much, much fluffier on its collar, which looks very funny. Uh, it just kind of looks like it had, like, you know, when you see sheep that just have not been sheared in so, so, so long. It looks very much like that. Like this little Eevee's just been avoiding going to the barber for months and months and months, and now he just has a little cloud all over him. Uh, it's GMAX Moves becomes GMAX Cuddle, uh, and it's an interesting one. It uh, doesn't only deal damage to opponents. Uh, also, if the Pokemon is the opposite gender of Eevee, it will become infatuated. Now, infatuation is uh, very similar to paralysis in the games, where essentially... Uh, if you are infatuated, you will uh, not be able to... There's potential, there's a chance that you will not be able to attack the opposite Pokemon. Uh, though, unlike Paralysis, uh, it is like confusion to where if you want your Pokemon to not be infatuated anymore, you can either just uh, wait it out, which you cannot do with Paralysis, or you can uh, just swap it back into your party, and that will immediately cure it. So that one's pretty interesting, a bit more situational than uh, the Charizard and Pikachu ones, where it's just a damage and effect. Uh, and then the very last Gigantamax Pokemon we have, uh, another very cool one. And keep in mind, these are only the confirmed ones. I don't know if there's... I'm sure there are more that they haven't told us. But uh, I don't want to spoil anything. The games are coming up, and if you're like me, you want to have that cool Nintendo sense of wonder that these games give you. So I'm just going to uh, tell you about good old Gigantamax Butterfree, a uh, classic of the series, especially in the uh, Gen 1 anime. Uh, it looks very cool. I compared uh, Charizard to Godzilla, so I definitely have to compare the Butterfree to Mothra, of course, it being a butterfly and not a moth, but still, it's very cool. It uh, gets a neat little kind of like flower pattern behind its back. And then its wings become massive and get a nice green glow. It looks very cool. Uh, and then its 
its GMAX move, which is really, really interesting. Uh, essentially, uh, let's see. Yeah, it deals damage, and also it will scatter, it says, scales around the opponent, causing them to become either poisoned, paralyzed, or fall asleep. So it's actually kind of similar to the move Tri-Attack, which can either uh, leave you, uh, I believe, either burned, paralyzed, or frozen, except for this will just leave you uh, either poisoned, paralyzed, or uh, asleep. So that's really interesting. I assume that's a 100% chance to do one of those three effects, so that's pretty cool. And it actually looks like it does it to uh, all opponents. So in doubles, there's potential that maybe you... Uh, actually, if, if I'm going on the picture, both of the opponent's Pokemon are both asleep. So I assume it afflicts both of your opponents with the same status effect. So I assume there's not going to be like a chance that one becomes poisoned and, and the other's asleep or something like that. But still, it's a very interesting move. Uh, now, just to round out the episode... Uh, I would like to give... Actually, there was something I teased in the last episode that I uh, completely forgot about uh, with a Soul Vest and a Swoobat. So essentially, this is something... I, I'm weird, and I like to think of very specific things that maybe only one or a few Pokemon can do. And this is something that uh, I saw because I saw a video on YouTube, and in the thumbnail, it was uh, about a player on Pokemon Showdown that was very confused why they could not use the move Trick uh, to give their opponent their Assault Vest. What the move Trick does is it'll take your item and the opponent's item that both of you have and swap them, which can be very interesting uh, because, you know, you can potentially make things much more difficult for your opponent by giving them an item they don't want, like uh, a Toxic Orb to Toxic them or something like that. Uh, now, I started looking into it, because in my head I was thinking, well, like, oh, and I have to actually explain uh, Assault Vest and why the tricking into Assault Vest doesn't work. Uh, so Assault Vest is an item that increases both your uh, defense and special defense, but you can only use uh, attacking moves. You can't use any move that is not an attack, which Trick, of course, is not. So the person was just confused because they were trying to, you know, give their opponent that Assault Vest but they couldn't because Trick is not an attacking move. But uh, I was looking into it, and I found out there is currently only one Pokemon that can actually Trick an Assault Vest. It's actually uh, a very specific setup. Uh, it is a... Let me go to it real quick. Or I guess technically two, if you count its pre-evolution. Uh, but it is Woobat and Swoobat. Uh, the reason that they can trick and assault vest is because they have one specific thing that or they have one combination of things that every other Pokemon doesn't. So they have the ability Klutz. Now this ability is typically not very good, but what it does is uh, it makes it to where the Pokemon's held item has no effect, except for with, uh, I believe, only two specific other held items. Uh, but it makes it to where they cannot uh, use their held item. And uh, Swoobat and Woobat are the only Pokemon that have access to both the move Trick and the ability Klutz. And uh, interestingly enough, they both also have a very good speed stat. So you can potentially use them to uh, 
you know, when you're finding a battle on maybe Pokemon Showdown or in the uh, actual games, you can give your opponent an Assault Vest, which potentially could be very crippling. Let's say uh, with my Pelipper I have on the team I'm going to be talking about here in a little bit. But my Pelipper has the moves uh, Tailwind, U-Turn, Roost, and Defog. And if you know about those moves, the uh, only one of those is an attacking move, and that would be U-Turn. So potentially, if you were to trick an Assault Vest onto my Pelipper, it would uh, cripple it as a member of my team because it would not be able to use uh, the three move or three of the moves that make it very good. It'd only be able to use U-Turn, and uh, it would lose that Tailwind, which uh, gives your whole team a boost to speed for three turns. Uh, Roost, which heals it, or Defog, which removes hazards. All three of those moves wouldn't be usable, only U-Turn would be. And unlike the move Taunt, which has a similar effect where you can only use attacking moves, this is something that you wouldn't even be able to get rid of. Now, the only way that people have managed to avoid this in my time playing is uh, a very interesting technicality. So, Assault Vest doesn't prevent you from using moves that aren't attacking moves, but it does prevent you from selecting them. So if you and an opponent on the same turn use Trick, you can uh, give them your Assault Vest, but since they've already selected Trick, they can still use it, so they will give it right back to you. So that's the only instance in which I've seen that it can be avoided. But uh, it's very rare. I've only really run into it against uh, like Latias and stuff. Uh, but it's just something that's really interesting. And I thought I would tell you all about it. Uh, and for our team of the week to end it off, I just wanted to talk about a team I actually made because I've been having a lot of fun with it in overuse. Uh, and it's because, uh, as you'll probably know, just based on the name of this podcast, I am a very Big fan of cast form. I love I love cast form. They're great, uh, but competitively, uh, you know, I would say their stats aren't the greatest. But recently, I actually saw a video uh, by PokeAim. It's not a new video or anything, uh, but it was a video of him using the Ultra Beast Poipole, which uh, has actually pretty similar stats to cast form. So I got inspired, and I was starting to look. Uh, at cast form and see what I could put together to actually uh, use him to uh, enjoy. And I actually found uh, him pretty enjoyable in overuse on a rain team, which of course makes sense being cast form and him being the weather Pokemon. Now this uh, rain team, I'm going to include it in the description, uh, but it is uh, a team of cast form Pelipper, which of course... Uh, I said earlier, can set Tailwind, and also it has the ability Drizzle, which uh, starts Rail as soon as it comes in with a Damp Rock. Uh, Galvantula, which I actually use with Sticky Web, so that way uh, when my opponents come in after I set Sticky Web, they're slowed. And it also has Thunder, because in the rain, Thunder doesn't miss. Uh, I have a Mega Swampert. Of course, just being Mega Swampert, it's very strong, but it also has Stealth Rock to set that up for me. Then I have Kartana, a Grass Steel Ultra Beast, uh, which is just very uh, powerful. I gave it a Choice Scarf, so that way it's already pretty good speed, is even faster. 
And then uh, the team ends off with a Toxapex that has uh, Toxic Recover, Haze, and Scald. Haze being good for shutting down uh, Pokemon that want to boost. And Toxic, uh, really good for stalling out Pokemon that could potentially be a problem for your team. Uh, the cast form set is a set of Thunder, Hurricane, Weather Ball, and Ice Beam. Uh, Thunder and Hurricane both typically have pretty low accuracy, but in the rain, they're actually 100% accurate, which is really good. And Weather Ball is, a, uh, is actually Cast Form's signature move. It, uh, has, or it will change type based on the weather, and also it'll double in power. So it's typically 50 power, but uh, with Weather Set, it becomes uh, 100 power. And then Ice Beam is just a good move, especially with Pokemon like uh, Landorus and Gliscor running around, which are both four times a week to Ice. And it has uh, choice specs to give it as much uh, punching power as possible, which is really, really fun. Uh, I actually had a very, very fun game where I uh, played a, against a team that has, uh, started with a uh, Z-Conversion Porygon Z. And uh, what Z-Conversion does is the move Conversion, uh, it's the Porygon line signature move, it... Uh, changes their type to the same type as the very first move, uh, it, or yeah, same type as the very first move that they have uh, on their Pokemon. So, if your Porygon had four moves, the first one would determine Z Conversion's type, and its uh, first move was Shadow Ball. Uh, so it oh, and what the Z part of Z Conversion does when you make it a Z move. Uh, is it raises all of the Pokemon's stats uh, by one stage. So uh, just using Z-Conversion makes it quite a menacing Pokemon. But uh, with a little bit of switching around and stuff, it was actually really fun because it would try and use Shadow Ball, and I didn't have any uh, weather set yet, so my cast form was still a normal type. And uh, if you know, Shadow... Uh, or not Shadow. <laughs> uh, Shadow Ball is a ghost-type move, and ghost-type moves cannot hit normal types. So with a uh, lot of stalling after I toxicked it with my Toxapex uh, and my Swampert, which was immune to its Thunderbolt, I was actually able to stall it out with uh, my cast form and my Swampert, which was just really, really funny. Uh, I would like to claim that I am the very first person on the planet to uh, switch in a cast form against a Pokemon with a boost in every stat. <laughs> I just think it's very funny. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and that's actually going to round out the episode. I'm going to have all of this in the description for you, including also, uh, just for those of you who uh, are interested in this Pokemon showdown I keep discussing, uh, Pokeyame made a wonderful video about it, discussing uh, how to use it and what it uh, what it is. So I'll actually include that in the uh, description of this episode as well. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to... Uh, anchor this podcast to a weekly thing anymore just because it's kind of just become when I feel like talking about Pokemon I turn on my microphone and I start talking uh, so I'll try and keep it uh, up if I keep seeing that people are listening then I'm definitely going to keep uh, making episodes and always keep in mind I have that uh, feature turned on to where you all can send in audio messages and ask me questions and if you want to do that well, that'll just uh, give me more incentive to want to keep making stuff. But either way, I'm sure I'll keep finding my way back here. 
And if you want uh, more from us in that time that I am not making episodes, I have uh, the podcast Twitter, uh, well, the, the Twitter for the podcast, uh, at CastFormCast. Uh, if you want to go ahead and follow us there, uh, you'll see all of the silly things I make while I'm not recording the podcast. <laughs> uh, but I will see all of you in the uh, next episode, and I hope you have a wonderful time playing uh, Sword and Shield when it comes out this Friday. All right, see you all next time.